Do you know that God has called you to a life of greatness? Blessings and a special purpose with specific assignment to execute in this world for Him. Stay tuned as Pastor Tokwe Aubisayo brings you the insightful word of God for God-given purpose, discovery, pursuit, and fulfillment of your destiny in Christ. Brought to you by Communion Christian Center. Is wrapped up in the world. Somebody say, I receive the word. The scripture says, it said, Psalm 119, verse 162. Say, I rejoice at your word as one who has found a great spot. So when you receive God's word, you have found a great spot or a great prayer. And so as I teach and as I preach, the Bible says that why Peter here speaks. He said, the Holy Spirit came down on those who heard him. The Holy Spirit came down on those who heard him. Not those who were present. Those who heard him. I declare, receive a hearing here in the name of Jesus Christ. The harvest is now. Look at your neighbor. Help me preach to your neighbor. Say, the harvest is now. Now. That's what God spoke to us yesterday at the pre mega harvest meeting. Now, you can get the message because it's very important. So much was said in that meeting. The harvest is now. The harvest is now. In John chapter 4, if you read from verse 34, it was talking about people thinking that the harvest is in the next four months. And he said, look, I've told you, the harvest is not in the next four months as you suppose. He said, now is the harvest. You can't postpone your healing. You can't postpone your transformation. You can't postpone success in exams. You can't postpone prosperity. You don't have to wait till you graduate before you harvest certain things. The harvest is now. As a single, you can have your children now. Are you getting what I'm saying? As a single person. As a student, you can have your job now. Are you listening to me? For the harvest is now. Now, don't use the physical to actually interpret what the Holy Ghost is saying. You can't use, you can't be reading weather. To use weather to dictate or to analyze the move of the Spirit. You can't use the physical things to analyze the things of the Spirit. The physical things glorify the Lord. The physical things can be used to understand the things of the Spirit. But you can't use the physical things or natural things to analyze the things of the Spirit. The things of the Spirit is not understandable by a carnal or a natural man. How a single person can be found with a child can be pregnant, can never be explained by a natural mind. How Mary got pregnant can never be explained by science. How God parted the Red Sea can never be explained by science. No matter the knowledge you have in this world, Bible says the foolishness of God is much more stronger, far, far higher 
than the wisdom of this world. The foolishness of God. Not the wisdom of God. The foolishness of God is much more wiser than the wisdom of this world. That's what the Bible says. So when I say the harvest is now, some of you are wondering. Some people who planted nothing are wondering. When the Bible says the harvest is now, what the Bible is saying is that whether you planted something or not, is your season of harvest. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's your season of harvest. Let me tell you about healing. This is what God does. When you meet a medical doctor and they prescribe drugs and they get into pharmacies and then get the drugs and then your healing is gradual. Alright? But when you get in God's presence, God doesn't just do gradual healing. God does instantaneous healing. You know why? Healing is your birthright. Healing is now. Bible says faith. Now, faith is. Now, faith is. Now, so you have faith for harvest, then your harvest is now. If your faith is not a futuristic faith, which is in alignment or directly proportional to the understanding you have in your natural mind, that you are using your own life, or you are using the Nigeria calendar to interpret the economy of the New Testament, Alright? If you are not doing that, and you are not reasoning that way, then you know the harvest is now. That doesn't mean you don't have to go through processes. God will take you through processes. When Abraham got Isaac was not when he got Isaac. When Abraham had Isaac in the physical was not when he got Isaac. Abraham got Isaac when God told him you will have a son. Are you listening to me? It's when God talks to you that you receive the word of the Lord, that you have received your harvest. That was when you received your harvest. The only thing you need on your side is the faith to really affirm and receive what God has said, just like Mary said, let it be unto me according to your word. So I don't want you in your mind to hinder what God has prepared to do for you. Let me talk to your neighbor again. Say the harvest is now. Look for five people. Say my harvest is now. My harvest is now. My harvest is now. And when we talk about the harvest. Give us verse 38. John chapter 4. So Jesus corrected them. He said you say in the next four months. It's going to be harvest. He said behold I tell you. That the harvest is now. Look at what it says. Say, I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Now, let's read verse 36. Let's read from verse 36. Quickly. It says, And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruits for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. Now, you get the details of this in what I taught yesterday because we have a lot to do in these three days. Now, we have people who sowed and we have people who reap. So, people of the Old Testament sowed and then people of the New Testament reaped. And in life, we have people who are sowing right now. There are buildings that are being built now that you know nothing about. But you are the one that will harvest them. There are companies that are being built right now you know nothing about. But you are the one that will harvest them. When we are talking about harvest, we are talking about hinkers. We are talking about fruitfulness. We are talking about advancement. We are talking about a takeover. Look at your neighbor and say, a takeover. All right. 
Now the scripture says the wealth of the unjust or the wicked is laid up for the just. That is the Bible. If it's not in the Bible and I point that out and say, well, this pastor is a prosperity pastor, but that's what the Bible says. So it means that the wicked are heaping up different kind of wealth and then building empires which are laid up for the just. And then some people interpret it as well. When God comes and separates the tears from the, from the wheat, alright, and then we will take over the wealth of the world. No, it begins now. It begins now. Alright? You are taking over now. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm taking over now. That is the reason for harvest. God is counting on you. That is the reason for harvest. John chapter 4. I read verse 37. He said, for in this the saying is true. One sows and another man reaps. If you are to choose which one, which one would you like to choose? God is saying that the ministry of the Spirit is the ministry of harvest. This doesn't negate the fact that you have to give in church or you have to do some other things, giving, and that you have to work. Even harvesting itself is a work. You work as a farmer when you plant. You work as a farmer when you receive wages. Are you listening to me? When you, when you pluck, when you harvest, when you get fruit from heaven. When you get through from the process of what has been put in place. Now I'd like you to understand this. Because when, when Adam was created, he was put in a planted garden. Adam didn't plant a garden. I want you to take note. Everything was already made before Adam arrived. Listen, the sea had been created. Everything has been made to be in the sea. The, the, the whales, the fish, the everything. The tree already growing. The garden was complete. And God called Adam and then made Adam. And God put Adam in a furnished and a finished garden. Most of the believers don't know this. That it was the mistake of Adam that dragged all of us under the cross. Bible says even the ground was cursed for his sake. And Bible says the ground will not yield its increase. But according to Psalm 67, he said, when we praise him, he said the ground will yield its increase. For the sake of the mistake that Adam made, that's why the ground was cursed. So if you see the ground not responding to you right now, you are still conscious of the first Adamic, Adamic curse. You understand what I'm talking about? But now the last Adam had come. Who had taken us back into the garden? Where is the garden now? In the spirit. Are you listening to me? Look at your neighbor. Say, are you in the spirit? Say, are you in Christ? Mama says that everyone who is born again who is in Christ is a new creation. We are back in a furnished and a finished environment. That is what we refer to as the finished work of Christ. Finished work of redemption. Finished work. Everything is finished. Bible says we are blessed with how many spiritual blessings? Spiritual. Why? Because everything back in the garden. We are back in the garden. Because that's what happened. When Adam fell, he lost the authority. He lost power. He lost all the benefits. He lost everything. God had to take him out of, out of the Eden, out of the garden. And put angels, alright, to guard the garden. And when he left, he now started fetching for himself. 
now started struggling. The fact is, despite the cause on the life of Adam, he still built city. Despite the cause in the life of Adam, Cain was not born in the garden. I hope you know that. You know Abel was not born in the garden. Do you know that despite the fact that they were under the cause, they were still giving birth. Despite the fact, why some people will be believers and they are not even under a cause, they are under grace and they can't give birth, I don't understand. No, listen, when God caused Cain, because he killed Abel, he got to a point and said, it's too much for me to bear. Listen, no. and as Cain was going about his businesses, Bible refer to Cain that he built city. Cain was under the cause of the law and he built city. Now listen. Believers in New Testament are finding it difficult to build business. They are finding it difficult to build bungalow. Cain built city. It's there in Genesis. Now this is even mythics. If I have time, I will have taught you almost all this. If you trace it down, you realize that God has called us back to bless it. Look at your neighbor, say I'm blessed. That's why Adam looked at Jesus Christ and said, I'm going to give you everything if you can just prostrate and worship me. He said, I will give you the authority. Where did he get the authority from? From the first Adam. And Bible says that in him we also lost everything. He said, if through one man sin came into the world, then he said, through this Jesus Christ, the last Adam, we have been redeemed. We have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. And he said, therefore we shall reign in life. Look at your neighbor and say, I reign in life. Now this Christianity stuff we talk about is not a religious stuff. This Christianity stuff we talk about, this faith stuff we talk about, is not uh, some vague, some unrealistic, unreal uh, stuff that you, you know, you just, you know, play church and go to church and come. Now we're talking about spiritual family here. God is the head of the family. Christ is the elder brother in the family. Bible refers to him as the first fruit, the first born from the dead. The first fruit. When we're talking about fruitfulness, God is fruitful. Look at your neighbor. Say, God is fruitful. You know what God did? He planted Jesus. And he got all of us. Glory to God. John 12, 24. Now let me show you something. John 12, 24. If you know, Bible says everything that was created was created to bring forth fruit after his kind. Do you remember the laws in the Genesis? Genesis chapter 1. When it says... The animals were created to bring forth fruits after its kind. Do you remember? When Jesus Christ came to this world to die and resurrect, he resurrected to raise people after his kind. Guess who are after his kind? You are exactly like him. Let me show you. John chapter 4 verse 24. John chapter 12 verse 24. He said, most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone, but if it dies, it produces much grain. Look at it. He said, if you plant grain, then you will get much more grain. Go to verse 25. He said, he who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So what he's talking about is that, look, as I'm going to be planted, he said, by the time I'm resurrecting, I'm resurrecting with all of you. 
And thank God because he resurrected. He was raised from the dead. Bible says when he died, we died with him. Because in the first Adam, when he fell, we fell in him. In the first Adam, when he became a mere natural mortal man, we became a mere natural mortal man, powerless man with him. But when the last Adam came, we crossed from first Adam to last Adam. And when he died, we died with him. When he was buried, Bible says we were buried with him. When he was raised from the dead, we were also raised from the dead with him. That is the first form of spiritual harvest. Listen to me, everybody. We were raised together with him. And when he ascended, we ascended with him. Powerful. Now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. We were seated with him. Somebody say, I'm seated with the Lord Jesus. And the Bible says, Father above principalities and power. He didn't say above principalities and power. He said, Father above principalities and power. Witches and wizards are not even counted. Far above principalities and powers, wicked spirits in this world, rulers of this world. Look at your neighbor. Say, I am living far above. Say, I am seated with Christ. Far above. Say boldly. Say, far above. Principalities and powers. If you believe, can you say, man? So Jesus is now telling us in John chapter four, verse twenty-eight. He said, there is he who reaps, there is he who sows. He said, well, we have moved from the chapters of those who sow. In the Old Testament, they sow. Moses sowed. You see that? Ezekiel sowed. Abraham sowed. Abraham rejoiced to see our days. Abraham sowed. God promised him a seed. Do you remember? He said, in your seed, the whole families of the earth shall be blessed. How is your family blessed? Because you are a seed of Abraham. You are a covering in your natural family. He said the whole families of the earth will be blessed. In you, in your seed, the whole families of the earth will be blessed. That means now that you are in that family, you carry healing into the family. Now that you are in that family, you carry prosperity into the family. Now that you are in that family, you terminate every appointment with any cause or wrong covenant in that family. If you believe that, can you say amen? amen. Somebody say, I'm a seed of Abraham. Say, I'm a seed of Abraham. Now God made a covenant with him and in Christ that covenant was fulfilled. You see that? In Christ he was fulfilled. And that is why if Abraham would not be sick, if Christ was not sick, you would not be sick. If Abraham was promised something and he got it, you also get it. Bible says those who are of faith of Abraham are also blessed with believing Abraham. In Galatians chapter 3. He said those who are of faith of Abraham are also blessed with Abraham. Glory to God. So now he's calling us, he said, I'm calling you to go as reapers. Verse 38. Verse 38. All of us, we are going to read it together and chorus it very loud. Louder, so that the devil can get mad. One, two, three, go. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their... This is very powerful. See, when you understand this, toiling ceases in your life. Peter was toiling. Until Christ came. And when Christ came, Christ wanted to preach. Christ knew he was toiling. Luke chapter 5. Christ just looked at him and said, can I preach? He entered, he, he, he didn't even ask, he just entered one boat. God has entered your boat. God has entered your family. God has entered your business. God has entered your academics. Do you know what he wants to do with us? He wants to preach the gospel with your life. The first form of truthfulness is so winning. That you must reflect Christ. Your, your life must glorify Him. 
Bible says, let your light so shine that the people of the world will so see the glory of your father and glorify him. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Let the light. I know your life can be having challenges. It's, it's very easy. It's the principle of electrolysis. You, there will always be anion side. There will always be cations. There is negative and positive side. As you are going through the negative and positive, God is still shining through your life. Now don't tell me you face challenges. That is normal for a child of God. When you were coming into Christ, nobody told you you face challenges. But I'm telling you now, there are challenges in the body of Christ. There are challenges in Christ. But the, see, the oppression is real in the world. Challenges are real in the world. But more real is the power of God that can help you to superimpose whatever the challenge is. I've overcome challenges. I've been sick, down with three sicknesses before. And in seven years, all of them disappeared. I'm telling you, serious sickness. Is, they disappeared in seven years. Seen people being healed, growth disappear. I've seen leg grown out. It was recorded in the scripture when Jesus came that the maimed were restored. The scripture, Jesus told us, He said, Go and preach the gospel. Matthew chapter 8, verse 10. He said, Preach the gospel. He said, Cleanse the lepers, heal the sick. That's what He told us. And God wants to demonstrate all these things through your life. Some of you, you might not have to lay hands on the sick and get well, but you build hospitals. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some of you, you are employers of labor. Don't see yourself as somebody who is just an ordinary citizen. They say there is a seat or there is an office, an ordinary citizen of Federal Republic of Nigeria. That doesn't belong to you. Look at your neighbor and say you are not ordinary. I thought you heard me say it louder. Alright, you talk to your neighbors and tell about five people, say I'm not ordinary, I'm not ordinary. Now, whenever you say what you are not, or who you are not, you have to say who you are. If you are not ordinary, then who are you? I am extraordinary. And that is why, when people are afraid of henchmen, don't be afraid of henchmen. I'm telling you the truth. When people are afraid of kidnappers, don't be afraid of kidnappers, let them carry you. Jesus speaking in John chapter 10. He said, my children, my sheep, they are planted in the ends of my father. He said, nobody is able to plug them out. That's what Jesus says. You are in the hands of the father. You are in Christ. Whoever is going to kidnap you is going to kidnap Christ with you. You get what I'm saying? That you can't leave this place and go to your room without Christ. You are going with Christ. When you go to the example, you go with Christ. When you go, you, when you go for anything, you are with Christ. Somebody say, I'm in Christ. Someone say, Christ is in me. They are creatures. They are sisters. They are in truth of pieces. If you believe that, can you say, man? As from today, take over every challenges in your life and tear them apart in the name of Jesus Christ. Look at what the Bible says. It's time for harvest. We are not joking here. These things must show in your life. Your life must be fruitful. You must not be a fig, a fig tree that, that drew the attention of Jesus and Jesus got there only for Jesus to be disappointed. Many believers' lives are disappointing Christ. Thank God for the grace of God. No, Christ is not causing anybody. Christ came to bless us. That is the definition of grace. He said, thief came to destroy, to kill, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, but I came that you might have life, and have life abundantly. Under the law, Moses came. He said, I give you life and death. Choose one. Jesus came under grace. He said, I give you life and life. 
choose one. Look at your neighbor, say love and lies. Say love and more lies. Say, more and more, more lies. Say more and much lies. In Christ, there is abundance of life. There is no death. There is no cost. There is no death. There is no backwardness. That's what Christ did for us. Glory to God. See, when I, when I come into the consciousness and intoxication of this thing, I just like to dance. Do you understand? There's a dance they used to call Palongo. It's not like this. You know, you just like to dance. You say, Palongo. It's an old kind of dance. I just like to rejoice. Because it takes a joyful person to laugh. It takes a joyful person to rejoice. Look at what Jesus is saying. He said, we are not the ones sending ourselves. That I refers to Jesus. When Jesus is speaking, God is speaking. Now look at it. He said, I sent you. That's powerful. You are not sending yourself. Look at your neighbor say, I'm not sending myself. He said, God is the one sending me. To rebuild Nigeria. Say God is the one sending me to transform Africa. Say God is the one sending me to feed Africa. Say God is the one sending me to overcome all challenges. To spread and sponsor the gospel. Say I don't have choice than to obey God. Are you going to obey God? Can you see that the harvest is according as a result of him sending us. Now you can't come, you can't double cross somebody who is sent by Christ. You are double, you are double crossing Christ. That's a deadly mission. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is a what? Government is too tiny and small to make policies against your mission. Your mission is beyond a nation. Can you hear what I'm saying? Your mission is beyond a nation. So a nation comes from a policy to terminate your mission. Every nation adjusts to your mission. Are you getting what I'm saying? How? Because you are shot like an arrow into the world. He said, I sent you. Ha! I like this place. Go to John chapter 20 verse 21. I want you to understand what it means to sing. John chapter 20, verse 21. 21. Now Jesus said, he said to them, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me. This is powerful. This is powerful. How did the Father send him? This is my beloved son. In whom you might be living and be having challenges with your spiritual life. God said, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter, in whom I am well pleased. You don't get it. You might still be having some certain challenges in your life, but God is saying, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. You have some mountain to some months, and as you try to go over the mountain, you fall down, but God is saying, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. When they talk about holiness, you look at your life, is directly opposite. God is saying, this is my beloved son. In whom I am well. I want you to take note of something. When they are talking about, you know, people who, who have issues, your name is always mentioned. But God is saying, this is my beloved son. In whom I am well. You may have issues with people, but you are now having issues with God. 
you, you don't get. You know, the grace of God has been shared abroad, has been poured abundantly upon your life, that Christ, God can't see your flaws and your faults anymore because he sees you through the lens of Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? The righteousness by which you are going to deliver your mission or fulfill your mission is not your own kind of natural righteousness. The book of Isaiah described that as the filthy rag. Filthy rag. Now, if you can have a filthy rag kind of natural righteousness, then you can have a glorious, clean, holy nature of heaven at work in you. And I'm telling you, what can stop people from harvest is when they are, are having, you know, sin consciousness and they have sense of guilt and then they have inferiority complex. The reason why I said, as Christ, has, as God has sent me, so sent, high you, is because you have the same material. You have the same life. You have the same holiness. You have the same nature of righteousness. And some might be looking at Israel's life and say, me? Is this true? Yes, it's true. Look at your neighbor say, it's true. Because devil might want to talk you down when I'm talking you up. Devil might want to talk you down when the Holy Spirit is talking you up. God is saying, go for harvest. Then devil is telling you, go and be cultivating a land and be struggling over the place. Peter was struggling until Jesus came into his boat. And as Jesus came, you know you think Jesus Christ is not even nice. Because when Jesus came, Jesus was not attending to the problem of Peter. I hope you take note. He wasn't attending to the problem of Peter. What did he say? He said, just put this boat a bit into the river and let me be able to talk to people. And he spoke to people. He preached. And Jesus can preach for long. All his sermons in the Bible are not one hour sermons. He taught people for three days. Uh, Did you see that in your Bible? He taught them to the point that they don't have food to eat anymore. He taught them to the point that the disciples came. He said, if you release people like this, they will fall down and die on their way home. And Jesus said, feed them with something. That's the way Jesus is. He will first give you the word. When he was teaching and Peter was hearing the word, Peter was receiving the fish. Are you listening to me? It was in the word that the fish was wrapped. That was in the world. So he told Peter, after he finished the message, he finished, Jesus took his time. And Peter was not angry. If you have toyed all night, and God says he needs your boat, he said, God, can you use that one? You know you could have reacted. You walked the whole, a whole month, and God says, I need your salary. He said, God, my salary. Oh, sorry. You, you don't understand? Peter toyed. You know what it means to toy? A professional fisherman toyed and labored and sweat. And Bible recorded, they said he caught nothing. Ah, if you have been catching nothing, as from today, your story changed in the name of Jesus Christ. See, I know this school very well. <laughs> when you came as the senior prefect of your secondary school. You know in those secondary schools, Senior prefects are people with no book for school. Or when you came and you came wearing one glasses. In our own time, people that look like they know boo, they don't they use, they'll be using glasses and they'll be walking like this, they'll be walking like this, they'll be doing meh, 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 meh. Listen to me, some of us, we overtook them. We'll come to class and say, guy, how far? And then the story changed. Now let me tell you, if you come from those schools, and you know there are some schools that when you come here, 
Everybody recognizes those schools. They say in Abuja, this is the school. In Ogun State, this is the school. Now, those schools now are now plenty because you have more private schools. And those people too, they carry themselves in a way. And we that we came from grammar and all those school of science. Are you getting what I'm saying? We just came one school of science that have turned to grammar. You know grammar? And then we'll be looking at ourselves. Who oh, you can kill your confidence? White House can slaughter your pride. Are you listening to me? Alright, some people don't know White House. Some of you, you know Black House. Whichever house, Spider House, White House, all of them. There is no house that is okay. There is no house that you must joke with on this campus. Whether it's dramatic house or whatever house. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is the truth. Regardless of whatever challenge you may have. Bible says Peter caught nothing. There are people who will read and read and read and read to fail. They caught nothing. There are people who will do dating, dating, dating. Enter courtship from courtship. Enter deeper relationship. At the end of the day, no marriage. They caught nothing. There are people they will invest in MMM, they will invest in TPD, they will invest in blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, they caught. I prophesy to you and your parents that as from today, your story of nothing has changed to something. Look at the number there, catch something. Say regardless. It disappoints. Say catch something. Say the reason why they catch something. It's because I carry something. If you ask Peter, Peter will tell you, I carry Jesus in my boat. And that's why you could catch something. Do you have Jesus in your life? So why is it that some people are not catching something? As from today, begin to catch what you need to catch. Jesus told him, he said, launch into the deep. Ah, you know what Peter said? Peter had heard message. He said, we toil all night. He remembered his experience. Sometimes when you hear God's revelation, you try to judge the revelation by your experience. He said, we toiled all night. Jesus, do you understand? We are professional fishermen. We know when fish are around. When they are around, we know. We know when to catch them. He was doing analysis. If you look at the life of Peter as a fisherman and the life of Jesus Christ as a carpenter, you realize that Jesus Christ dominated the sea more than the Peter. There was a time they went to the capsize. Do you remember? They were afraid. Storm everywhere. They went to Jesus. They don't you care we perish. Jesus was sleeping. Carpenter was sleeping in the midst of the storm on the sea. Do you? You don't understand what it means? What you study in school does is not relevant. Let's say Jesus Christ studied carpentry. But when he faced the storm on the sea, he was sleeping. Regardless of the challenges you face in life. Have you ever seen people with certificates? Two PhDs? Seven masters? Professors? And they were caught up in the storm of life. Some of them are speaking grammar in reverse. Now insane. Automatic. 
psychologically upside down, mentally deranged. I don't want to speak with my true mouth here. God, they come and carry me. Some of them are very close to you. You see them in classes, frustrated. And that's why sometimes you can look and say, well, this man is so annoying. Why? Because he's frustrated. It's one thing to be educated. It's another thing to have dominion. It's another thing to be fruitful. Have you seen people so full of knowledge and there is no change in their environment? Have you ever wondered why we have universities and we still have challenges in this country? That our institutions can't solve our problems? Where are the institutions funded? Why are they funded? They are funded to solve problems. When there is economic crisis in town, they come back to school to do analysis. Because of the frustration of the teachers, students who are frustrated. Who's become Yahoo, nobody wants to, everybody just wants to quit this and get out. Arrive in town, be driving one big cars. My friend, you shall not go by the way of the world. Are you getting, is it car you need or a car manufacturing plant? No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm asking you a question. Because the blessing doesn't buy, the blessing produces. You are watching Asna among you and you are hugging your life out of the blessing, out of order. The evil God, you became thrown down when somebody missed a goal. Is it, look, listen, is it a football match you want or a football club? There is somebody here, you and your parents, you are having a problem with accommodation. I see estate for you. Estate. Look here. I believe somebody is going to launch in this conference. Look for three people. Say, I'm launching here. That is fruitfulness. After you have toiled all night and then you catch fish. You can't explain it. Bible says it's a net breaking harvest. A net breaking. He told them to throw nets. He threw one. And it was a net break. And they had to call for people to come and help them. Let me tell you something. The people you are in competition with are the people that will come and help you. Let me tell you this. Some of the people you hate, listen, you know, some of the people you hate as partners, some of the people you hate around you, when the blessing comes so much upon your life, they are the one you have to tell them, Olga, don't be angry, don't be angry. Come, so just come and join us. Just come and join us. Are you getting what I'm saying? The reason is this. If you continue to hate people around you, if you continue to talk against them, if you continue to be in a very hot and an uncontrollable competitive spirit against them, it will be difficult for God to give you a net-breaking harvest. Because he knows that you don't have people around you that can help you. God will not bless you beyond your capacity. When we are talking about fruitfulness, he told that woman that lacked oil. Do you remember? That needed oil. And he said, Gada versus. Where did he say issue? When the woman said, all the verses I have, he said, go and borrow. From who? From the neighborhood. He said, borrow from the neighborhood. If the woman had been fighting people in the neighborhood, where will she get what to borrow from? None of you are claiming corner now. Fighting with somebody is on top of the bomb. Are you claiming corner when God is prophesying estates? Do you? Are you okay? 
Look at your neighbor and say, I'm okay. Who is giving up corner? What are you talking about? I know there are people who are watching this who may not understand what corner is. Ask anybody from Ife. Glory to God. Oh, the time is gone. Are you still here? Let me talk to your neighbor. Say, are you still here? Say, are you still here? If you are here, I say, glory to God. So look at it. He said, I sent you to reap that for that which for you did not labor. He said, every other person has done all the labor and you have entered into their labor. I love that. I love when the garden is planted. We have farms. My family, we have farms. You see, we, my mom is the type that loves farms. So she has investments, farms. One day we went and then they said they were going to plant cocoa and all that. I went with them and then um, plantain. To plant is more tedious. If you understand what I mean, you will, if you have ever been to a family, you know what I'm talking about. You first till the land. You now put inside. You now cover up. For to harvest, you just cut. Yesterday I was teaching them. It was, actually it was a teaching time yesterday. It was deeper. I told them, I said, there is a posture you take to plant. There is a posture you take to harvest. There is a courage you have to plant. When you are going to harvest, you are full of joy. Because all the work you have done all this while, you are going out to go and watch to harvest it. And God doesn't want you to be like that rich fool who had very yielded harvest. Do you remember the story? And then he said, my soul should not rest and be feasting. I said, I'm going to bring down my, my barn. I'm going to build a bigger one. And then I'm going to store everything and I'm not going to work again. And that is what I'm going to be eating and eating and eating. And God said, as you are speaking this evening, I'm taking your soul. And the scripture recorded, he said, because he was not rich towards God, he wasn't thinking about others. This fruitfulness is beyond you. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not even about you. It's far, far beyond you. God wants to reach out to your family through you. God wants to reach out to your extended family through you. God wants to reach out to this country through you. And that's why you can't hate this country. You can't be talking this country down and God is calling you to feed this country. Are you listening to me? He said, Nigeria. <laughs> Nigeria. It can never be feasted again. All hope is lost. You can't be talking like that while you are in the country. Then when you, when you do investigation further concerning those kind of people, you find out that they are already, they are already processing their visa. And each time they apply, boing, rejected. Embassy can't even open to somebody who has talked down the country to go and enter into a furnished country. It's difficult. I'm telling you the truth about life. On this campus, I was ministering somewhere. I said, there's somebody here you have applied twice. And you're about to apply the third time. I said, God is going to remember you this time. A lady. 
I said, but I need you to see me. And when the lady saw me, I said, you are the one. She said, yes. He said, you know everything is not working in this country. I said, that's why they have been rejecting your visa. That's why they have refused to give you visa. Is that the reason why you are going? Even if everything is not working, must you say it? No, 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 must you say it? And she adjusted the third time like this that she will apply, she got the visa. And some of you will go to come back. Let's close. John chapter 4. He said, I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. NLT. The message. Give me a different kinds of, anyone you can lay your hands on. I sent you to harvest where you did not plant. Others had already done the work and now you will get to gather the harvest. You are a gatherer of harvest. Now don't forget, you are a combined harvester. Do you remember? You see that? The message. I sent you to harvest a field. You never worked. You never worked. Look at it. He said, without lifting a finger. To even point to the field, you didn't point. Without lifting a finger. You have walked in, in on a field, worked long and hard by others. You see that? I sent you to reap a crop for which you have not toiled. Other men have labored and you have stepped here to reap the results of their work. Look at your two hands. That is your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. As from today, I terminate toiling in your life. When grace is present, every struggle is terminated. From today, I declare abundance of grace flowing in your direction. I declare you are favored in the name of Jesus. I declare you are favored in the name of Jesus. The harvest is now. Can you say it again? The harvest is now. Someone say, My harvest is now. Say it again, My harvest is now I want you to go home with this and think about them till we meet tomorrow. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Just one scripture more. Then I will ask you to rejoice because it's very important. Then God blessed them. And we are going to deal with this scripture tomorrow. And God said to them. Be fruitful. Now I'm going to tell you seven things about this be fruitful tomorrow. This is not a suggestion. If you are in Christ, you don't have a choice than to be what? Can you see that it's not a suggestion? You know the way he said light, be, and there was light. The same way he's commanding you be fruitful. Are you getting what I'm saying? For every harvest, there is joy that precedes the harvest. You will never enter into harvest if there is no you know, joy in your hearts. It's all throughout the scripture. It's all throughout the scripture. But you see, I have something in my spirit. Some of you, before this week they go off, 
you will have unusual testimonies in Jesus' name. You know what Abacock says? 3.17. He said, although the fig tree may not blossom, he said, the barn might not have crops. My account may have low currency. When he described everything, he said, but I will rejoice. He said, because God is my sponsor. He said, I will rejoice and leap for joy. You know why? When things are not okay in the physical, the best response to those things that are not okay in the physical is a joyful response. Are you listening to me? When God saw what they were planning on the earth and then they were scheming and doing, in Psalm 2, Bible says, ah, he said God laughed. God laughed. You look at the economy of a nation, you laugh. You look at the government, you look at whatever they are supposed to do, whatever the situation is, you laugh. It doesn't tamper with your joy. Lift up your two hands, everybody. The grace and baptism of grace to laugh, to jump, to leap, to rejoice, to sing, to shout. Receive right now in the name of Jesus Christ. says when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Look at what he says. He said, then our mouth was filled with laughter. He said, we are glad. He said, we are glad. In Joel chapter 2, he said, be glad, you children of Zion. Be glad, rejoice. He said, because every cankerworm spirit or caterpillar that I've sent, he said, I'm going to reverse their work. He said, I'm going to bring Blessing instead of famine. That's what he said. He said, I'm sending rain on your land. Without rain, there is no harvest. And without joy, there is no rain. That, that's how I want us to close. This is the first day. If you are ready, look at your neighbor. Say, are you ready? Are you ready? See, let me tell you something. When you rejoice, the Holy Spirit has his course within you. When you rejoice, the power of the Holy Ghost leaps within you. When you rejoice, then you are calling for harvest to come to reality. When you rejoice, you are breaking every form of barrier of offense, bitterness. When you rejoice, God transports you from where you are and take you to a higher place of glory. Look at your neighbor and say, I rejoice. I rejoice. Are you ready? We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word by Pastor Toka of Messiah, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, Contact plus 234 8035 or send a mail to at gmail.com. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny.